All right, we're at home with Claire, who is warming up for a bit of boxer size. Yep, she's welcomed in the new year with a fancy new workout setup. Look at that branded punch bag with matching gloves. And that gorgeous coordinated athleisure. So coordinated. She is working out and working it. Well, with prices this good on designer workout gear, how couldn't she? Whoa! She's back on the sofa. With her feet in an excellently priced foot spa. Iconic. Get those toes to Marshall's. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices. At Marshall's. Welcome to the Barker Podcast Collection. I suck, you suck, I suck at Call of Duty. Welcome to the Not Playing Podcast. My name's Rob Howard, and today I'm joined by Marcus Hurley and Will. So we're still in lockdown. We're still playing lots of games, but the game of the year has been released now. Uh, you even got it a bit early, didn't you, Marcus? I did. Um, I, I'm i surprised I haven't finished it by now, but it's more like not wanting to finish uh, a succulent meal. <laughs> um, you know, you've got this steak that's been like fucking aged for ages and you don't want to wolf it down like a cheap, dirty burger. Um, that's the best way I can analogy yeah, I could but use. Got, just to be clear... Are we talking about Resi 3? Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, don't get me started on Resi 3. I wanted to get that, but I'm a little disappointed. But anyway, we'll get to that at some point. Um, Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Yeah. Um, awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I was a bit worried about the combat from the demo because it's a sort of mash square to attack kind of thing. But switching between the characters, the combat dynamic... Jesus fucking Christ. I've not played an RPG that's like that. Don't get me wrong, it's still a JRPG. There's still like the whole um, item management thing, equipment, uh, materia for spells and summons and all that sort of stuff. Um, there's essentially like a sphere grid, like Final Fantasy twelve. The, um, the, and there's yeah. like, oh, yeah. so, there's sort of like, there's elements of a gambit system as well where you can give the others orders. So you don't necessarily have to control them. You can just pop in, let them do something, and then carry on being whatever character you choose to be. And it's fluid. You can literally start attacking something as one of the characters, hit the D-pad button, flip to another one. Your character you're controlling is still carrying on the action, and you get in, and you can chain stuff up. It is it is smooth as fuck. And I I can't believe that I'm playing a game that's essentially a... Yeah, it's kind of like you take, you rip out the turn-based element of a JRPG and you push in something like Devil May Cry as the combat or something like that. Not necessarily as mental, although it can, can I be. suggest, I mean, so Final Fantasy fifteen, I thought was quite advanced in the combat side. Yeah. And I, I think this is a further twist on this. Would it, um, be almost worth, would it be almost worth suggesting that this is Final Fantasy sixteen and it's using the story from seven? This is... Well, that's the thing. I, I don't really know because the guy who worked on the combat for this, I don't know whether he did the 15 combat, but mm. he worked on Kingdom Hearts 2, which is a square okay. project. So the idea of, you know, free roaming character over the shoulder and able to lock onto enemies and all that sort of thing, that's where it's come from. So it's basically almost like the Kingdom Hearts engine for combat, which at its core, but you just put it into something that just looks... Mwah. 
Magnifico. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bella, bella. <laughs> yeah. Um, it does remind me of 15, but I'm not going to lie. The characters I'm more attached to. So oh, for absolutely. me, it's like, it's like 15 bonus. That, well, that um, thing, I'm, I'm saying it's 16, but reusing 7. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would say. Interesting. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, the story itself has already gone off on tangents. So how big's um, the game, Marcus? Because I know it's um, a third I, of the overall story, but a story I, is not a game I, and a game I is not a story. I don't actually know how big this game is. I'm guessing, I'm guessing it can be... <sighs> Well, I saw 30 to 70 hours yeah, on how long Yeah, I, I would say 30 so, uh, minimum, probably. But uh, So it's like there's plenty of like sort of like uh, extra stuff there yeah. if you want to mine it for all it's worth. Mm. But Which it, has, like, it has a new game, game plus feature as well. Probably. So you can replay chapters and go. I think you can go through it again um, with what you've got, which is a great idea. Um, there's also, I've heard this before, there's also a level cap. So you don't go into the next ones. So it caps at level 50. Because obviously when you go into the next one, if you've... You need to start you know, at level 50 or it'll it be rubbish. It, yeah. yeah, if you're level 100, it's going to be like, well, where do you go from there? You don't want to be like level 400 by the time the game finishes. Oh, that's going to be, be quite bit... an interesting one, isn't it? Whether whether yeah. part two, or whatever they call it when it comes out, whether you can just start on part two with an auto-leveled character or presumably you'll always be able to import your saves. I, I but it would think... be quite interesting. I think the reason why it's taken so long is they must have taken that into account. I'm You'd pretty hope. certain that all your data will carry over because otherwise, mm. what would be the point? They yeah, want, how are they, they going to handle that? Because what happens if you get a, like a PlayStation Five instead of an Xbox, whatever it is? Well, that's going to be your fault, isn't it? Well, frankly, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, oh, this is this isn't a PlayStation exclusive either. It will come out on oh, other yeah, systems. No, it's not even on Xbox, is it? No, it will what be. What am I thinking? It will be. It's been released oh, right. timed exclusive. Um, in about a year's time or so. Yeah. yeah. It's, they've basically done a reverse Lara Croft on it. <laughs> but arguably, if, if you do that, if, like I say, if you played the first part on the PlayStation, I think you'd just have to have the pre-built character if you switched machine, if you went to PC <clears> or if you went to Xbox, I guess. Uh, anyway, it's probably no, less important I, I reckon, than that. I reckon if you... No, I, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think they'll give you that luxury because they'll do it in parts. I think that... Well, the PC, it won't matter because it'll all be the same platform. PS5 yeah. is going to be backwards compatible with PS4. So I yeah, reckon, but if you played yeah. part one on the Xbox and part two on the PlayStation 5... Well, I think that's just your problem. Yeah. I think that's down <laughs> totally. to that. Yeah. <laughs> because it'll be, it'll be like trying to swap over your Xbox 360 game saves for yeah. like a PS3 or something. So do you know how um, far through you are then? It's, it's kind I of hard am to tell, on but you... chapter... Not, I think I'm probably about... Just over a third, maybe halfway through it, I reckon. Okay. And how long do you reckon you've put in? Uh, oh, I can't remember how many hours now, to be honest. Um, gosh. <laughs> some. Yeah, a some few. I, I found a part where I could... I was doing some... It's a bit... I found... I literally was... It's... I mean, oh, it's, it's gobsmacking, because I found a part where you saw enemies that spawn, and they went, oh... I want to get this material up a little bit. So I put mm. another two hours into like return combat whilst sort of sorting stuff out. So I've started padding it out a little bit, but only because I've been trying to get more to grips with the combat as more people join your party with the story as well. So gotcha, it's, yeah. it kind of makes you want to do that. Cause when if someone joins, they can run around doing their thing. You kind of go, Oh, how do they work? Because obviously cloud is the sword guy, very DMC. 
You've got yep. Tifa, who's combat, so you literally run up to him and she just starts a barrage of fisticuffs and uppercuts and everything. And you've got, each character's got a unique ability, so she's got like a, a dive kick that takes an absolute shit ton off them, but you can chain it into attacks. Um, and she's got something that you can, it's like a charge ability. They've all got unique abilities to them. Gotcha. And as you pick up more weapons, each weapon has a unique ability. But the cool thing, they seem to have been improving on the previous game because in the previous game, you upgrade. And like most games, you mm. start off with a starter weapon and you upgrade. In this, each weapon has its own skill tree, which makes it almost unique. So weapons, I, from the look of it, they don't get outclassed because you right. can tailorize each one how you want. And so it's more about the play style. Exactly. And, and, and the thing is also the weapon's unique ability where you use it enough, you gain a proficiency. So then you can, you can go back if you want to be a purist and have them with the original weapons, they'll still have the abilities of all the later weapons. Mm, cool. So it's, so you could literally do a buster sword run. <laughs> so you could keep it sort of canon to the posters and everything. Um, you can try out all the newer weapons and then go back once you've gained enough proficiency because each time you level up, you gain skill points to assign for the weapons and all of the weapons get skill points. So you, it, it kind of allows for a lot of freedom, which is I'm, I'm really surprised that I was not expecting that from this. I would have been quite happy if it was mostly kind of on rails and <laughs> the story was really good. It looked great and it wasn't a complete screw up. But there is some really nice quality of life bits in there that I'm seeing. Like um, when you complete a quest, you've got an option to go back immediately to the person you got the quest from to complete it, rather than having to run back through most of a map. That would um, be good. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's some really, really good little bits. It seems like, it feels like they're trying out things and it might be a new direction for the next one that comes out. Mm. Um, it It really does feel like it. But yeah, stories, stories still, I know, obviously I know the story because I've known it for 15 odd years. Um, and I know all the main beats of the story, but there is so much in between. And because everyone who worked on the game already knows the storyline, the main storyline, it feels a bit like Game of Thrones, only they didn't get a guess at what George R. R. Martin wanted. They know the entire thing so yeah. they can adapt it properly. Um, got with the all of the extra lore yeah. that's come, yeah, all the extra lore that's come out. Cause there's been about two or three other games uh, linked to it that have come out, and so it's little bits like that that have fleshed out the storyline more. I mean, there's some really amazing touches, like um, basically the main character. There's a part where I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a part where he has like a tragic backstory. Something happened in his village, and <laughs> after the first mission. <laughs> atypical. So, sorry, but, no. Uh, it's, uh, you you yeah. called, recalled to me immediately the uh, in South Park the the origin story in um, <laughs> yes. stick, uh, the fractured butt yeah. hole. Is, you saw your mum. Screw your dad. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the hor- horrifying origin story. You saw well, your his parents having sex, but not in that way. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just it's just and there's bits that are kind of almost like creepy and the music and the atmosphere. <laughs> Um, there's a part where you're sort of walking through a town and he starts wigging out a bit and you turn this corner and next minute half of it's like a burning village and the other half is the town that you're in still and you're like, oh shit, what the fuck is going on? And you you already see the main protagonist of the game and you're like, mm. what? Is he there? We're not ready to fight him. It's kind of like seeing that trailer where you see Finn going up against Kylo Ren 
and you're like, he's not ready. Why the fuck would he be going up against the main protagonist? It's that sort of moment. Yeah. You're like, what the hell? Um, and then you realize it's in his head. It's in his head. But there are some <laughs> really good bits. Like, the, the, I don't know. I've read somewhere where people talk about the voice acting cast, but I, I genuinely think the voices for the characters are perfect. Like, there's proper sassy dialogue in there and stuff, and it's some bits of it are really good. There's a there's a bit where you have to go around doing like a little subplot, and Cloud. The problem with Cloud, he wants to be cool. He's this guy who wants to be a cool mercenary, and he's all cold and calm and trying to be. But there's a bit where you have to go and collect these filters, and you can see him like starting to slump in his arm, and it's almost like he's mirroring the gamer, going, "Oh God, I've got to do this subquest," and he's sinking further and uh-huh. further, going, "Oh, oh, for God's sake," <laughs> kind of thing. And there are so many little dialogue quips during battle as well like you know when you're going to finish someone off you'll go ah no chance and stuff like that and it just makes you feel like you're a badass and you've got yeah i'd rather read it arnie style one line throwaways that's that's the way to do it there are some really there are some really weird ones like that and it's like he's basically goes it's over and he just like will do a move just as you're gonna do it and it's just like and it's not guaranteed They'll say different things. And if mm. you get knocked out, Barrett, the guy with a gun, goes, ain't you supposed to be some shit hot soldier, dude? <laughs> and stuff like that. So you nice. get like proper snarky remarks. They've done it so well, it's ridiculous. It feels like you're taking part in this game and it's a bit like a, a movie stroke interactive experience stroke combat slash adventure game as well. Sounds so that's pretty good. why I'm, I'm a very happy bunny. Um, and yeah... Yeah, I can't wait for the next bits. Don't know when I'll be getting a PS5 though, but it's definitely. Do you know any idea when they're releasing the second part? Of this? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they're already working on it. Um, oh, obviously, yeah. No, but I mean, like, I don't know when PS5 is going to get launched, but I reckon it'll be pretty soon, not long after that, because they've so... got the engine nailed down. But if anything, I reckon they've tuned it down for PS4. Simply because of the scale of what I'm looking at on some things. Mm. Um, my, gut, my gut instinct would be about 18 months. They don't want it to yeah. go off cold. They're going to need oh, yeah. time. But they've got the they'll, engine, they'll they've got the voice actors, they know the story. Well. Yeah. Ooh, that's an interesting one. Is it fair to do DLC before just releasing the rest of the fucking story? Because <laughs> yeah. you've got Dirge of Cerberus, which is about one of the characters, and mm. you've got Crisis Call, which is like a prequel. Mm. I just and you, if they you do, would wonder, do, yeah. should they finish the story? Should they get all I three think, parts I think out they'll first? Concentrate mainly on the main one because people will want that. Yeah, I think. If yeah, they... you're talking about add-ons to the original game, right? Yeah, they're probably not canon. No, they were. They are but... canon. They're genuinely. Oh. They were genuinely. This is yeah, what I'm saying. This is, but this is a new. But this is a like a reboot. It'll be interesting well, to so see if you see that stuff referred but to. But that's the thing. It's it feels like a reboot, but I think it's a reboot taken into account. You know more information than the original game when it came out. Hmm. So this is why this is why I likened it to the expanded universe. This is the equivalent of Disney making Force Awakens. Um, I know we're talking games, yeah. But it's Force Awakens, but as a reboot of A New Hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there are things hinted at that I know that aren't anything to do with the actual game, but from uh, comics, animated movies, everything that have been done by Square since then. Yeah, and, and they it, can bring that in hints, however they yeah, want, really. It hints at a lot of it. So I'm thinking, fucking hell, they're, they're, they're not padding it. It's not filler. 
it's a shit ton more canon that's existed. Yeah. And Basically what in. they're doing is they're almost like taking that uh, original game and creating like an entire franchise out of it. Yes. Yeah. I suppose my main question Which would it already be was then, though. That's the thing. For they're someone, kind of bringing the whole yeah. franchise in-house in one title spanning three discs, I think. Okay, so for someone who's never played Final Fantasy VII or yeah. eight or nine or ten or whatever, you know, maybe never played before, mm-hmm. um, you're saying there's a lot of canon and, you know, a lot of references back. Someone going in who's never played a Final Fantasy game before, describe it. Um, well, this one. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's the thing. Um, that's the thing. What this is the one, game? <laughs> the, the game, you're, bas- you're basically, it follows a mercenary called Cloud who joins a bunch of eco um, eco warriors stroke terrorists, depending on what side you go on, who hmm. basically are going up against an evil corporation who is sucking the planet dry of uh, Mako, which is basically like the live stream or oil from hmm. the planet. Um, but it, rather than being oil, it's like living energy, like kind of thing. Mana. And they use it to power everyone and give everyone a quality of life. So basically, it's a bunch of people going up against something like Shell. So or, oil. Yeah. Yeah. But if oil could be used for everything, like Mako is like the power source of everything. Mm. Right. Okay. So, and, but also, yeah. but also he's, he's what's termed as a soldier, which is like a genetically enhanced individual. <laughs> a soldier, um, but they a get infused. Soldier. Yeah, they get infused with Mako, so his eyes have got like a weird element to them and stuff like that. Um, and and basically, the story is he goes to join this thing to try and be a hero in awe of the greatest war hero that ever existed, which is the protagonist Sephiroth, um, which is a, a scary, cold dude with a. I kid the you antagonist. not. The antagonist. Yeah, the antagonist. Yeah, that's it. Sorry, not Sorry. the protagonist. <laughs> Semantics wrong. police. Yeah. No, no, no. Correct to that standard. Um, yeah, this is the crazy guy you see on a lot of perif- a lot of stuff walking through the flames with the big trench coat and the huge, ridiculous Nodachi katana. Um, and that's basically the story is, without giving anything more away, how they're going up against this corporation and what this guy has to do with it. And then there's like a bigger, deeper problem and you realise why this guy's doing what he's doing. So this guy is just evil, but evil with a maniacal purpose. And then you have to deal with all of the corporate bullshit as well and all of the crazy fuckers and all of the mechs and all the shit they throw at you because you're an e- you're part of an eco-terrorist group and this company want to bury you. <laughs> Ruby. That, that sums up the basic core of the story. But there's a whole lot more that goes on and stuff. Not bad for 1993. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and I guess you cre- you're recruiting various characters along the way. Well, you meet them as part of the story and stuff as well, and you don't necessarily recruit them, but they join the cause, or you beat them into submission and they join you, or they just decide they're going to join you anyway because you've helped them out because story, plot, mission, whatever, you know, typical sort of video gamey, video game stuff. But each character in the original was pretty much unique, and that's what made it fun. And and how many do you have in your party at once? Uh, only Original, only three at once. Okay. But I can't see this working with more than three because of the switching. I imagine if you have, I mean, at one point you've got... Uh, Three's a good number. 
normally I like, think there are about know, 10 even... main characters in this game. Nine or ten main yeah. characters. So you, you can't really have them all running around doing batshit stuff and then switching between them all. That would just be insane. That would be like an Eberville RPG and it would just be mental. But Yeah, no, I mean I mean yeah. in most in most uh, RPG scenarios you need someone to take the damage, someone to mm. dish it out, and oh, yeah. someone to um, heal up. So you can already see you like can from cover your all those bases, then. yeah. And and certain ones have got certain abilities, like the guy with the gun arm, he can hit targets from far, he's the range attacker but he's, he's not just stuck to that but he also seems yeah. to be the tank of the group as well um so he can soak up a lot of damage and he's i've just unlocked an ability called lifesaver where he takes damage from someone else um and a lot of these were i think they were originally material so they were like um options that you can fit into things to give them abilities whereas now they're actually just weapon abilities i think it used to be called cover where the character would dive in front of another one and take yep. that damage for that turn. But yeah, I mean, it's kind cool. of crazy how they've reworked a lot of it and they've added in a lot more shit. Like, there's an auto-cure option and stuff, so that the other characters going around being essentially gambits, like Final Fantasy Twelve, they would cure yeah. each other as long as you're not controlling that character. So they've, they've kind yeah. of learned a lot from the rest of the series and they kind of bring in, it feels like, the best of it to this. Because it just feels so natural. Like the only gripe I have is you have to keep attacking to get access to your items and sort of magic and abilities. Um, but I think that's only a challenge option. I think I mentioned it in a previous podcast. But I think it's also a harken back to the idea that it's turn based. Um, so you have to wait for the ATB bar to go up, and the more you attack, it goes up quicker. So you get two bars. And then you keep attacking the thing, you get access to one, you can let both go up, and then you can do an item and then a spell, and then you attack more, and then whatever. And I think that's kind of like a, a callback to the original fact that it was turn-based. Yeah. Because if you could just spam all of it instantly, you'd, you'd be way too overpowered, I think. Yeah. See, my last experience of Final Fantasy was 12 on the Switch. Yeah. And my issue with that was that I found like a lot of the dungeony area areas a bit bit bland mm. and you know just like repeats of the same mobs a lot like I mean is it when you when you're playing this game does it feel like each location is unique you know like I mean well I've that's the thing uh, speaking of locations I there is there is when you when you played the original it's an nice it was kind of like an isometric or top-down view, mostly, of most places, and you kind of go from top of the map down, um, you know, in typical kind of... It's a pre-rendered area, and your 3D little sprite with big blocky arms would go from one point to another, but every now and then the camera would shift. So it's kind of like the old Resident Evil games, where it's static camera, but sometimes there'll be an angle, and you'll go from the front of the frame to the back of the frame. And then you go to the next part and it will load up the next part. So there was no way of seeing how an area really looked. And I'm glad you said that because I'd forgotten. That was the one thing that made my jaw drop. Well, you go to the slums, um, cause essentially it's kind of like a battle of angel elite setup where you've got Midgar's a two level city. You've got these massive yeah. plates, like a giant, one of the characters jokes is like a pizza. You've got these plates yeah. divided into sort of sectors and the people who live above it and it all looks like a normal city. 
In fact, it looks like a yeah. cross between London, New York, and lots of other bits. You've got like red phone boxes and stuff, and and it's nice to see it actually realised, be able to look around, like spin the camera around, and actually see this world because you never really got a sense of it in the original game. That was one thing you never ever got a sense of. Um, but then going down underneath the slums, when you're in the slums, it's kind of like a shanty town kind of thing where it's like almost like Resident Evil Five where you're kind of like, you know, corrugated iron buildings and stuff, and some of them are made from concrete and all yeah. this sort of bits. But you look up, and you can see the plate of the city above you. Uh, and that, right, was, one, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was one thing that I never thought about when you're playing the original game. I, I literally was spinning the camera going, oh, I'm in the slums, this looks really cool, the neon lights and yeah. stuff. And, and I looked up, and I just went, holy fuck, that's, that's the city above. And up until that point, it hadn't dawned on me that that's what they would see. And so it, what is it? Is it all one? Is it like you're actually looking into the level above? You're you're looking it, up at the bottom of these plates. They've got these massive lamps underneath that help to right. simulate extra daylight. Otherwise, they're being constant shadow. Constant shadow. Sorry, my throat's going to be dry. Oh, okay, but um, but cool. it's just it's just mental. I, I I recommend like maybe just check a video on how it looks or just a screen grab. Well chuck a few on but it's just it's just one of those things where if you're playing it you kind of go oh that's really cool and that's the thing about the game it doesn't feel you need to be nerdy to know what everything is the story is done in such a way that it just feels like you're playing a game because there are believe me there are a shit ton of people that are excited about this game that have never played the original and probably (laughs) never will but there is still a hell of a lot of hype for it because it, the story is so weird and it's, it's just so fucking bizarre where it leads to and all of the characters and stuff like that. That's why I'm glad they're doing a remake because there's another chance of doing what I feel is one of the better stories and characters from the whole series. Um, in terms of the enemy, the enemies are batshit as well. I mean, for Christ's sake, one of the enemies is a haunted house. It's literally a monster that's crawled inside of a house and decided to just lure people and murder them. <laughs> and you've got like weird. demon, from what I remember from the original, you've got demon bikers, flying fish, weird eyeball type floaty things that look like they'd be in a water and stuff. And I was worried it would get sanitized, kind of like a lot of the enemies in 12, where they'd just be generic kind of things. But no, the enemies are still flipping weird in this. And I'm really happy. So they've basically Whoa. ran it all through a slightly more realistic engine. He's still got his crazy anime hair, but they've kind of made it a little bit more Western, which is good. But yeah, cool. I, I no, think they've done well. Good. Yeah, let's Glad move on. Enjoying it, mate. Let's move on. But I, I think it's definitely, if anyone's thinking of buying it, I definitely think it's worth a buy. Maybe if you're not sure, wait till it goes down a bit, because it's already sold three point. Five million or something like that already, I think. Um, which isn't bad, but um, it's no well, Spider Man, isn't it? <laughs> but, well, yeah, but I mean, it's early days, yeah, it's early days, so but yeah, and I'm sure people are worth if things continue as they are, I'm sure people are going to run out of things to play sooner rather than later. So, oh, well, I, just, I, just think it's, I just think it's so well done. It's such a, I mean, just I mean, the, I haven't even talked about the graphics because the graphics just speak for themselves when you see screenshots and stuff. And there's like a bike sequence where you're on this motorbike fending off soldiers and stuff like that. And it's just, there's so many bits. And these are all would have been like mini game bits in the original. You know, it's like, oh, this is this stage. But they've somehow managed to fit a lot more into this 
this third segment, maybe. In fact, who knows how long the story's going to be. But yeah, anyway, well, I'm yeah, loving it. Cool. I'm loving it. I'm sure, I'm sure this isn't <laughs> the last we've heard about this game. So, yeah, uh, I'll probably just record them privately from now on. I'm just talking in the dark room. <laughs> no, it'll be like it'll be good to uh, it'll be good to hear your updates and your thoughts oh. as you uh, get oh, to it and when, once you me. finished it or whatever. Yeah, you know? I mean uh, the boss battles alone feel epic. Genuinely, the music—it's like there's no other term for it, but it feels like you are literally going the fuck in. Like you'll get a cutscene, um, the guy will be taunting you or something like that. This boss will come up and the music just ramps up and this score just goes in and it's in front of you and you just run at this fucker. <laughs> You're just like, ah! <laughs> it's just like, yeah. Um, yeah, God. Anyway, yeah, carry on. Awesome source. What have you been playing, Will? <sighs> I can't find anything to get my teeth into properly. I'm jealous of Marcus, I must admit. And I might have to pick it up, but I just don't believe that I would be as uh, excited and enthralled. As much as I enjoy a Final Fantasy game, it's not something I've ever gotten particularly passionate about. I play them. Um, mm. But in my case, I have um, I restarted a campaign on Divinity 2. I've been looking for comfort. I've restarted a campaign on Divinity 2. I thought I would go with the uh, the two-person team, the lone wolf approach, where it levels you up. Got bored. Nah. Um, I, well, I've, been, I've been playing that with four other people for the first time and having a whale of a time. Oh, it's a lovely game. But unfortunately, I've already completed it and been close to completing it several times i've had too many playthroughs as <laughs> the trouble but I'm, I'm looking for this nostalgia uh i i reinstalled fallout 76 actually with the latest wastelanders update and well, you know what oh yeah i haven't had a lot of time with it uh i've gotten to the first place the first bar with humans in it you know starting from scratch there are people in the wasteland again and it feels like a fallout game and your charisma stat finally actually does something again because you're using having conversations <laughs> and what was it for before i have no idea <laughs> maybe they left it in but didn't switch it on you know it, it, it's it like was a feature in a car you haven't plugged it, it was, in yeah, i mean it was the stat you'd always leave at zero basically because you don't <laughs> need charisma in a world without any other fucking people i think it did affect maybe when your you interactions met player, yeah it could affect maybe when you met another player you could just say i've got a higher charisma can you please not kill me yeah fuck knows i think i think essentially it was uh the cost of items in vending machines which is a bit weird which makes no sense but, yeah <laughs> Not, I'm a really not nice a guy. Does. Yeah, surely it will cost less. Yeah, so that's. that's and I know quite... you say one pound, but I have this two pence piece. <laughs> it's all about the caps. But anyway, um, it's. I've not had a lot of time with it. It does feel like a Fallout game again. So the first I, I got it when it was released, uh, I played it for a few hours and just gave up in despair. It wasn't what it was. Uh, I am going to stick with it a bit, um, and I'll probably report on it a bit more next time. But yeah, it's looking interesting. If you bought it and then it's been sit like me, it's just sat on a shelf for a year. If you're looking for something, maybe worth a punt. Uh, I have been... Yeah, because it's free. It's free if you already have the game, basically, isn't it? So... Absolutely, yeah. It's it's, just, it's a yeah. big patch. <laughs> it's all, all part of it. Like an entire game that they finally <laughs> yeah. finished or yeah. got some way towards being releasable. Yeah, they finally got round to <laughs> making the characters. 
you know, the people in the empty world that they released. Um, so that's yeah. that bit. Um, I've also I reinstalled Assassin's Creed Odyssey because uh, someone else I know has been playing it and uh, it re- rekindled some memories and I realised I never finished the final bit of DLC. So I've been um, exploring a mythical island um, of the dead gods. I've crossed the ferry, crossed the, uh, the uh, ferryman's rivers and whatever it is and uh, I'm down in there and that's all right. It's quite interesting. I can't seem is to get into it. Is that the fate of Atlantis? Yeah. Is that the fate of Atlantis Yeah, one? so I'm on part one. I reckon it will probably open up when I get part, past part one, but uh, I'm just struggling. I, I know there's something... I need something out there that's new. Maybe it's Final Fantasy, but almost it's too... I, I think if I go and pay, pay full price and I don't find <laughs> it incredible, I'll be disappointed. Yeah. Whereas if I wait, I might enjoy it. Um, so, yeah, I'm just... Uh, I'm in a yeah, bit of a I'd, gaming I'd rut. Say. Well, uh, yeah, I've been playing. I finally got round to playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I've got some thoughts I would like to share. You lucky, lucky uh, bastard. I'd love to have started that again <laughs> with no memory of it. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, so I've, I've been quietly uh, anticipating getting round to this finally. Um, I'm, uh, I'm glad I have that this game for the lockdown because... It's making it so much easier. Um, like I, 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 this series has, you know, I've stuck with it doggedly, um, and I've seen it through all of its iterations. I've even kept up with like the the sort of real out of the animus uh, storylines and all that. You know, I, I've always liked this series since it first came out, but I've, I've, I admit it's had its problems, and that's why it's taken me a long while to get round to Talking this. Because did you actually finish Unity? Yeah, you fucking masochist. Anyway, sorry, carry on. <laughs> yeah, but with those, those, uh, with that one, um, uh, yeah, I definitely just did like the straight path all the way through it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a lot. It's very difficult to do that in Odyssey because. Uh, there isn't any side content. It's all well. There is, but it's all so well integrated that it's not really obvious for a while that it is, um, because every even if it's just a go and kill him quest, it's got fully voiced dialogue by an actor telling you to do something. So, like that's mind boggling how much like content they have just devised to do that. I mean, it's similar to I suppose the ambition of the new watchdogs to have that populated by millions of people. But having played this, it gives me more faith that something like that is possible. Well, um, there was news about that that I saw today. Certainly the rumours are is that it's now going to basically be a next-gen launch game uh, whenever next-gen actually appears. So, uh, Well, that makes sense to me. Mm. But I, I would say that of pretty much all of the big Ubi stuff that's on the uh, horizon. Yeah, it'll be it'll be very interesting to see where that goes. Uh, but quite frankly, I'm starting to wonder if I just wait, as I say, with, with um, uh, CDPR's next venture. If the PlayStation 5 comes out this year, that's what I'm playing anything else new on from now. Anyway, sorry. Odyssey. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, so... So, yeah, so uh, it's I'm playing as Cassandra, as was took the recommendation. I also took the recommendation to play it on hard and also to go down the assassin tree. It rocks, doesn't which it? Which has been very gratifying, yes, yes, yes. Especially once you get the assassin thing and you can go, you can kill one guy 
Oh, haven't quite taken him down. I'll take <laughs> this guy out. Oh, he's... Yeah, okay. And then I'll go back to him and finish him off. And the hero strike is awesome. And then when you get into the naval combat, which I agree isn't quite as vi- visceral mm. as uh, Black Flag because of the reduced firepower. Arrows are um, not as good as cannon. No. Um, but uh, the Sparta kick is like, yeah, like you said, specifically designed for kicking people off of boats. Or so the top been of having cliffs. a lot of fun with that. The other, the, other, yeah. the other time that's satisfying is when you've climbed up a building and you come up behind a sentry and you just Sparta kick him off the ramparts. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so I, was... I basically, I, I sort of base my build as an assassin. I respect and drop the poison. Mm. Uh, but then because I was doing... Well, later on, I then got all of the uh, bits of the uh, of the assassin armor, and so then I I've put points back into the poison because you just get such a damage boost off that. But I've also massively invested in the warrior skills as well. The hunter stuff, like the bow and arrow, I don't have anything in. In fact, I went to pull my bow and arrow the other day, and I'd run out of arrows. And I didn't realise that for about 10 hours. That's how little I use them. What you'll find when you get towards the end game and you're in the sort of level 40 or so area, um, you've got enough skill points. And if you've been unlocking the the little tablet things that give you an extra skill point, you've got enough that you'll essentially max out all three trees anyway. Some of the hunter stuff's quite cool. It's nice having a pet bear. Um but oh right yeah i haven't even looked at the hunter trees really i was the, the, the only skill i particularly like is basically if you knock out an animal you can then tame it so like you get the mercenaries will be walking around and they'll have a pet lion or a pet bear or something you too can have oh. one. Oh yeah animal oh, companion yeah. you're a ranger oh. dude <laughs> bloody hell oh yeah all right i might have to have a look into that because yeah. i saw like the the assassin one lets you bring a merc in and i had that for a bit and i never used it yeah um but yeah, generally, like yeah, it's, uh, it is a massive, awesome power. You can have a pet boar. You can have a pet boar. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> I might have friend. to look into that. But it's such a big game that you know that you get the chance to try all these skills out and 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 you know improve the ones that you use the most. Mm. Um, but then and so yeah, so like you know, it's quite a, it's a fucking massive. I mean, honestly, on the scale. Um, I think it's like it's definitely comparable to Skyrim or Witcher Three. Easy, yep. But I think I think because today my favourite game of all time has been The Witcher Three. But there's a number of things that Odyssey does better. Mm. One is the combat. Two is the skill trees, and then three is this overarching uh, conspiracy that basically ties into every element of the game the cultists yes yes and also the other thing i love about it is that it's not just run to the waypoint talk to the person run to the waypoint kill some things most of the quests give you a rough area in which to head and admittedly you have all the tools at your disposal to find what you want to, to, to get through the game. You know, I've never felt stuck. But it's just a little bit obscure sometimes with, like, the information it hands out. And so it makes you, it makes you dig a bit deeper into the world and, 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 it, and it makes it feel more like a pen and paper game. That's it. I don't know if you remember, where... when you started the game, it gave you that choice. It said, do you want to play 
it in explorer mode where it will say, well, yeah, the target is somewhere, is in an abandoned mine in this part of this nation, or do you want us to just, like, mark it on your map? Yeah, well, I, I took the advice of the game, which mm. said we we have built this game like this is the way we intend you to play it. And, and, and that's been really, really, really awesome. I've so enjoyed that. And there's other weird things, like, I was I was I was in a town and I went to the blacksmith just to sell a load of junk, and uh, it said Don't sell there it. is a dismantle it. You'll need well, those. Yeah, you'll yeah. need those materials later. Oh, okay. What dismantle? Yeah, dismantle all your weapons and armor. Don't bother selling anything. You, you get do, enough gold. How do you do that? Go in the inventory and there's stuff. a button that lets you dismantle it, and you get wood and leather and gems and stuff. Oh, I didn't realize you could do that. Uh, Fuck. Dickhead. <laughs> Because I've been running around. I mean, I run to the blacksmiths and I buy it because I, I, I was really struggling to upgrade my ship. Like, I think that's why I was struggling a bit. Yeah. But there's some stuff I don't think you can get. You, there's some, like, I think the wood, like, the best way of getting wood is to smash up ships. No. No, it's but, to scrap um, bows. Oh. Okay. Well, I've learned something tonight then. <laughs> this was definitely worth doing. Um, but anyway, I mean, I'm, not anyone listening. Yeah. Yeah. No, because, um, yeah, like I really need to, I've got like all this gold stuff and I need to upgrade it. So, uh, yeah, that's probably how I need to do that then. Yep. All right. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, getting a bit lost in the weeds. Um, you also yeah, started but- uh, Disco Elysium, if I recall. Uh yeah yeah we can we can go there I've pretty much said all I need to say about Odyssey I think but I am loving it absolutely uh and and yeah it's not a game I really want to end soon but I'm on like <laughs> chapter seven it goes so, uh, and I've su- what level are you at Rob uh I'm level twenty eight or twenty nine well you're less than halfway through I was level fifty something and the leveling up slows down I was level fifty six when I finished this I think you finish off at about level fifty. And you need to be at that level oh, to finish right. the game. So you've, you've oh, well, got plenty good. of time, mate. Yeah, I think it may well end up being my lockdown game if, if the rumours of a 12-hour, of a 12-week situation are to be believed. It's it's probably going to last me the entire lockdown. Well, I guess me and Rob are going to be busy until we can see civilization again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I really I mean, need to find something. on top of this, I've still got God of War to start. Oh, shitting <laughs> fuck. And you've still not played Horizon Zero Dawn. No. And if things yeah. get really desperate, I've got Red Dead Redemption, which will see me through to the end of the coronavirus because it's so fucking long. <laughs> oh, that game will last you the rest of your life. Yeah. Marcus, so, yeah. Um, There'll be Corona 52 by the time that's finished. Is, Red Dead wasn't yeah. a bad game, and if I wasn't in a rush, that'd be fine. You've got a list of. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I, I, don't, know. I don't know what to God play. of War is next on my list after Final yeah. Fantasy um, 7. God yeah. of War is next. Nice. Yeah, I just want to, I just want to mention really like it's basically uh Odyssey I've been playing other things which I'll get to in a bit but uh yeah, Assassin's Creed Odyssey for single player and then Divinity 2 for like a, a bi-weekly um bi-weekly? Yeah, twice a week. Um session with free pals uh has been awesome. Like I mean that's basically like playing Dungeons and Dragons like we do mm. on a Sunday night but uh in a game yeah. um, it's a little annoying um, the, the, the only frustrations I have and it's probably because of the way I'm playing it uh, basically if you want to understand anything that's going on you have to make sure that you're talking to the NPCs at the same time everyone else is 
You basically have to listen in. Otherwise, you're just running around from one fight to the next, uh, which is a little bit... It's fine because the combat is it is enough of a draw anyway. Like, I don't care. Like, you know, we'll have nights where someone will go... Because a few of them are playing it solo as well. And they'll, they'll be like, oh, yeah, we went around here and there's something around here to look at. But I do get a little bit annoyed when we're going down a path and someone's like, we're going to be ambushed. And it's like, oh, really? For fuck's sake. Like, I don't need to know that. Fucking hell. Like, so That's like it is a bit annoying. the cinema who's seen the film before as well. And he's just going, yeah, oh, oh yes, this yeah, is a good bit. Yeah, he's good about bit. to die. He is. Watch, watch this. <laughs> yeah. So I am missing a bit of that uh, from that experience. But mostly on a... And it's not... That's not my fault. And I'm not in control of it. Because people are so enamoured with the game that they decide to go home and play it and go past where we are. And it always used to fuck yeah, me Yeah, but off. I don't need to spoil uh, it. No, no, I know. But it's like, oh, we need to do it. Yeah, I know, exactly. I And I've said it. I've got, I, It's got to points some nights where I've just gone, please, I don't want to fucking know. Like, I'm playing this for the first time. I don't need you to tell me everything that's about to happen. Yeah. But anyway, we're going through it. And it, so it's like a very much like... It's like watching a film with the director's commentary on all the time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. but there's still enough fun there uh to justify it. And and so what I'm what I'm not getting out of the game as a solo experience, I'm gaining as a sort of social experience. So it it serves that purpose very well as well. So yeah. Cool. Anyway, yeah, so fight, glad to be playing Divinity 2. These are the two games. This and Odyssey have been like those two gigantic hundred-hour games that I've had in my backlog. Never thought I'd ever get round to or, you know, thought it would take me ages to get round to or finish. And now is the perfect time to be playing them. So quite happy about that. As well, though, uh, if you'll let me continue, uh, I have played a bit of Disco Elysium. There we go. Which won heavily at the uh, BAFTAs recently, which this year we were unable to attend, as was everybody else. Mm. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, uh, we didn't miss much. Uh, So I thought, uh, yeah, because it won, I thought I would give this game a go. The other one that won a lot was The Outer Wilds, which, not to be confused with the game that me and Will have played. um, That does get confusing for me. Yeah, I read it. I think I was... uh, listening to something with a interview with... Oh, no, it was... Yeah, it was the making of Outer Worlds. And they were saying, did you realise about that other game coming out? And they were like, yeah, well, we didn't know at the time. Like, we didn't even know that that game yeah, was Yeah, Outer, so, Outer Worlds came, what, a month or two before the Outer Worlds. It was just... Just a yeah, thing. Total. Yeah, coincidence. But anyway, uh, Disco Elysium is a weird game. Such a weird game. And that's what intrigued me and made me want to play it. Um, I picked it up at a slight discount uh, the week of the BAFTAs uh, on Steam. I've just been playing it on the PC. I haven't been able to run it at full whack because it does actually have some fairly demanding system requirements for a game that it is. Um, and that's mostly just because of the way it's presented. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a top-down top isometric game. It's, it's, it's basically a role-playing game, uh, but you wake up, uh, there's nothing on the screen apart from text at the beginning. And you basically have this sort of, it's like you're in a conscience talking to you. What a fucking mess you are. <laughs> what, 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 have you, what are you going to deal with now? And uh, 
And so you basically go through some dialogue and wake up in a pile of your own sick with your pants down. We've all been and, there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, you start off and like people are talking at you and calling you like a uh, detective. And you're like, why do you keep calling me a detective? It's like you have some massive amnesia. You don't even know what your name is or what you do for a living. And then this, and then like, you get down to the foyer of this hotel and then this other cop turns up and goes, ah, oh, yes, I was, uh, I was arranged to meet you. Uh, uh, you know, I arranged to meet you. I'm the other cop working on this case and he's all prim and proper. And so he's like a foil to your utter fucking disaster zone. <laughs> I mean, this has dialogue choices like, which basically range from, you know, I should probably tell him I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> to fucking kill yourself. <laughs> and uh um it's there's no combat you're uh, you're it's like a detective game uh but when you in character generation there's like a matrix of all these different sorts of character uh personality traits and you can okay. choose one to sort of focus in i went for the one that's all like uh drugs basically chemical something uh <laughs> and uh and 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 you as you, every bit of every item you pick up has different uh, like pluses and minuses to those things. Like so, the clothes you wear might you know give off a certain different vibe. Um, but you learn things, and you can plug in these thoughts, and over time they give you bonuses. And um, yeah, so far it feels like more of a like point and click adventure where you're talking to people, but with l- big dialogue stuff and um, uh, no real roadblocks, no obtuse puzzles, but um, just a very interesting way to deliver a really fucked up story. I've got a quest. One of the first quests you get is uh, I really need to buy some fags and smoke them. And I still have that in my inventory and I still haven't found any. But it's constantly on my mind. I'm like, I really need to buy some fags. I must admit, I know it's coming out uh, It's coming out on consoles or it's out on consoles, um, but it's specifically it was announced quite recently that it's coming out on the Switch. And that feels yeah. to yeah. me like a perfect murderer of commutes. So when, uh, when yeah, the world is yeah. back to normal and that is released on Switch, that's a definite for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like I'm probably going to play a bit of it tonight because I'm already sat at my computer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, I might switch that. I played it for about five or six hours, but it's 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 quite a relaxing game, and it's and it's and some of the dialogue is absolutely hilarious. Like, there's this guy when you go downstairs and you go to the uh, the bar, and it's like you go to the bar, and, it's like, and like the way that the dialogue's written, it's like you know, are you a waiter? And it's like, <laughs> what the. F- do I look like a waiter? It's like, like he, it's just so deadpan, and the the, the rage of options. Because the the thing is, your brain keeps talking to you, but it's not just your brain. It's all those skills that you have to choose. It it comes up with like, uh, you know, streetwise. The skills are personality come, traits, essentially, aren't they? Yeah, all of the skills are personalities that talk to you, and so and you'll get you'll get checks that you'll have to roll, and you'll fuck them up. But they're called white checks, and those white checks they're listed. So you have a list there of uh, check of, of of things that you can try again when your skills are a bit better. But every time you level up, you get to put a point in a different skill, 
But it, yeah. it's just, I just like it. I'm always interested in um, in like role playing games, but with like applied to like a more contemporary setting. Yeah, not in a, that many with, swords. Yeah, just like let's let's just chill out and talk our way through this. But but this is this is like you know like so in Fallout like this is if you put your charisma stat really high yeah and just play all of that but it's in in incredible detail so that every little facet of your personality you can put little points in yeah yeah so yeah I'm really digging it it's really it's really fun and really funny sounds good. Yeah, I can nice. see what where it where it got all the awards. Yeah, from. I'm looking at the site now on the game. I like this bit where it goes real role playing. Words of meaning, actions matter. Yeah, it's a, it's a totally weird setting as well. It's like our world, but not quite. Mm. It's like is it Europe? Not really. Um, so it's in the future, but how far? Mm. So you can't really put your finger on it. No. So it's true. It's wholly original. It's just um, familiar enough, but not, isn't it? It's just yeah, yeah, and it's really I've not come up against any like uh, difficult puzzles or yeah. you know, uh, yeah. It's just it's just really really enjoyable, and yeah, I'm probably going to play a bit more of it tonight. I think. Nice. Oh my god, I love the description. Um, if you don't mind, um, Disco right. Elysium is a groundbreaking role playing game. You're a detective with a unique. Uh, skill system at your disposal easier said than others uh, and a whole city block to carve your path through interrogate unforgettable characters crack murders or take bribes become a hero or an absolute disaster of a human being <laughs> yeah that's basically it yeah 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 there's I a know lot what I'd do. Um, <laughs> I love that <laughs> yeah I, I was speaking to some Nazi on a bridge and he was giving me all his massive like jingoistic lingo and I was like oh man I just want to get over the bridge for fuck's sake brilliant <laughs> but um yeah it's 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 really quite cool um what was I going to say I was going to mention one more thing about it uh yeah I don't know but it's quite easy to die like just by sort of like rooting through objects and then uncovering an old photo and then you just spiral into like a, a horrible blackness and it's like game over. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So, um, has anyone cool. got anything else? I, I, I mean, I've, I think I've mentioned most of it. No, I'm hoping that uh, next time we record, I will have found my happiness in the gaming world, and we shall uh, we shall see what it'll be. But uh, in the meantime, I'm going to keep churning through PlayStation now, see if there's anything good there. But it's just not grabbing me. Control hasn't worked. Control hasn't done it. Uncharted Lost Lost Legacy hasn't done it. Um, oh, I, really? There's something wrong with me. <laughs> I can't find. It's I can't, like are you just me. like these games? These games are too puny. Like you, you, you just can't get lost in them or something. I think it may be that. I don't really know, but uh, yeah, so, something do, something will get its teeth in. <laughs> I do just want to quickly mention Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I meant to do it last time. Mm in a timely fashion because that's when it was out and I tried it because I got the Xbox Game Pass and uh, I'm playing through that a little bit. It's, it's Again, if you played the first one, uh, it's that again, um, but with a bit more on the combat side. Uh, but again, a lovely game. If you like your 2D platformers, uh, it's one of, one of the most gorgeous looking games out there. Like the way they, they, they use the uh, depth of field 
you know, you'll be going along and you'll just get to like an open area and you'll realize there's all this like massive parallax scenery stretching off into the distance. And then the camera will just pan into it. And there's like a big cut scene or something or peeing. It's like, it's like, it's one of those games where you do not realize how much is going on under the hood. And then it's like, whoa, fuck. It's, it's got a touch of magic about it, hasn't it? It's, it's Yeah, it's a bit sort of Disney. Ghibli sort of, or something, isn't it? A bit weird and yeah, a bit yeah, sort yeah. of, you know, you feel like you're a part of something when you're playing it. Yeah. yeah I remember that from the first one, but not, I haven't played this one yet. I remember hearing about the first game that it was worked on completely remotely. So <laughs> everyone was just working from home. <laughs> and uh, sharing things and stuff. Good practice. It's, yeah, I mean, it's weird. What's ama- <laughs> It's amazing what's possible <laughs> remotely yeah. these days, as in, like, entire civilization now, almost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Not Playing Podcast, part of the Not Listening Podcast Network, where you can also find the Not Watching Podcast, where me and Marcus talk about movies and TV, and the Not Listening Podcast, where you can sometimes hear Adam and Co. talk about all kinds of nonsensical nonsense. You can email us at notplayingpodcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet at or follow us on Twitter at notplayingpod. You can find the show notes for all our shows at notlistening.co.uk, and if you like what you've heard here, please do leave us a review. Anyway, that's all, folks. See ya! But anyway, uh, how how are people coping with the uh, the, the lockdown? We're, we're like six weeks in now. I'm I'm all right. To be honest, I've got more than enough. I've got like gaming news and stuff I catch up on. I don't. I used to watch the news really sort of f- uh, feverishly. Not literally, because that would be scary. But um, I used to be, like, you know, wanting to know what's going on. But now we kind of just yeah. catch up. Um, we catch it in the morning or something if we can. And then we'll they probably- were doing the they they were doing they're doing the daily updates. I've not been watching every one. And to be honest, they are repeating a lot of old shit. They'll have someone in there yeah. from the well, army. They've kind or of run out of things to really say now because now people are like, oh, you still haven't sorted that out. And they're like, well, it's coming. And then yeah. the next day, it's, we still haven't sorted it out. Oh, it's coming. So it's, it's yeah, it's getting to the same old. Um, I don't like the talk of people wanting to have the lockdown eased up already. Because I think it's a bit ridiculous. Um, well, if they do it, they're putting themselves in danger of, uh, of a know, second spot. I know, but that's so. the problem. I don't want them taking everything down with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind anyway. of like idiot scrambling for the lifeboat and then they sink it <laughs> you don't want that um no but yeah no no to be honest i'm happy because it's got me gaming again um it's got me enjoying Definitely. films we've been watching sort of films and stuff and catching up on tv and bits and pieces um so yeah it's not it's not too bad and the weather's been weirdly amazing it has been very good it's right uh since we've stopped talking about gaming, I guess we should probably wrap this up. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll do the outro later. It's fine. Cool. Right. I'll pause or stop even. Yeah. Same here, actually.
Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations.